everybody. Good to see you. It is Thursday, 7.30. Hope everybody's doing good. Well, it's late. We're running a smidge late. Sorry about that. And listen, before I get into all this tonight, I just want to tell you one thing. You got to make sure that you do not get down or depressed. And things I'm going to tell you, obviously, a lot of them are, are, if you allow them to be depressing, they're not exactly good news. But here's the thing. How many of you are Christians? If you are, shout amen. Amen. So if you are, the righteous are never seen begging for bread. The Lord is your protection. Psalm 91. Everything that you lay your hands to will prosper. Your God will supply all your need. This is all in the word of God. This is all 100% biblically accurate. So be encouraged tonight. No matter what goes on in the world, we need to be informed. We don't need to stick our heads in the sand. And we need to speak light into the darkness. People are like, you know, why, why talk about, you know, negative things or whatever? Because we have to be knowledgeable. We have to be able to deal with the world and be able to assess the world, be able to speak to the world. Right now, probably the biggest failing of the church outside of just galactic cowardice is not speaking light into the darkness. And we need to do that. You can't do that if you're depressed. Listen, well, you're like, what if these, what if it's the end of days? Well, if it is the end of days, then you're going to heaven anyway. Well, we may have to suffer first. You'll suffer for Jesus. That'll be the greatest joy of your life. So you need to be encouraged. And not to mention, you know what? We don't know what's going to happen. We may be past all this in six months. We may not be. It may continue. We may be talking about the same garbage a year from now as the Democratic Party tries to uh, impeach Trump again after he wins in November and Trump's going to win in November. And just so everybody knows this too, I put out stuff. You're going to hear me say negative stuff about Trump tonight. I don't like how Donald Trump handled the coronavirus. I don't. He listened to Fauci. He listened to Burks. He let the governors run wild, although there's not much he can do about the governors. Um, but he, it wasn't just that he let the governors run wild. It's that he didn't say the truth to the governors. He was buying in. He badmouthed. Governor Kemp of Georgia, when he opened up, he badmouthed Sweden, both of which were correct, and he was wrong. But whenever Trump does, and right now Trump is, you know, he just canceled the Republican National Convention for all intents and purposes in Jacksonville. That just came out. My friend just showed that to me right before this, the uh, the show. So that's not right either. Putting he's, he's espousing that people wear masks. Melania is putting that out on Instagram. Trump put out a big Instagram photo of himself yesterday. It's wrong folks. It doesn't matter. And here's the deal. I love all you guys. I do. I love you. And I know some of you are like, it's three dimensional chest. You know what? In some degrees, I think it is. I do think Trump is sticking it to him to some degree with the masks. And you know, you get the instant capitulation by Democrats going on CNN. Oh, maybe masks aren't so good because Trump's, I get all that, but you still don't speak things that are not true. You don't lie to people and say, wear a mask, even if it's three-dimensional chest. Just if you don't, if you want to, you know, play three-dimensional chest, chest, do kind of what he's doing right now. He wears one and he doesn't wear one. He wears one. He doesn't wear one kind of sticks it to him. But when you put out a huge, Instagram, two, two days in a row, Instagram photos of yourself, one of them wearing a mask and the other one saying that we need to be wearing a mask to make this whole thing go away or whatever. That's it. He can't do that. And it's the same. And the thing is, if he was playing three-dimensional chess the whole time, and I think he goes in and out of three-dimensional chess. And I love Trump. I'm voting for Trump. I get mad at him on occasion, 
but I'm voting for Trump. He's pro-life. A Christian has no way to vote Democrat. You, you, I'll just flat out say it. Nobody else will. You cannot be a Democrat and, and be a Christian at the same time. Impossible. You can't be. Democrats are pro-gay, pro-slaughter of the unborn, pro-transgender, pro-anarchy, pro-defunding the police. You cannot be a Christian and be a Democrat. Simple as that. You can't. Read your Bible. It doesn't work. So here's the thing. I love Trump. I'm voting for Trump. But when Trump does something wrong, I, he is not my golden calf. I am not a Trump sycophant. I love Trump because he's conservative. If he doesn't go conservative, I won't vote for him. And the whole thing is, if he was going three-dimensional chess the whole time, then he wouldn't have been listening to the Fouch up till June. I think now he knows about Fauci. The Fauci's a little demon crat, a Hillary supporter whispering in his ear. You know, almost like that Lord of the Rings. Remember the Lord of the Rings where they had that king who had that guy whispering in his ear. His face, his, his face was all crusty. It was like he lived as a zombie because this guy was whispering in his ear. That's the Fouch. I should have gotten that video footage up. But the thing is, that's what Fauci is. And he's been listening to Fauci for March, April, May, June. And been doing, going along the Fauci line and bad-mouthing people who don't. When Kemp opened up in Georgia, Trump ripped him for doing that. That was not three-dimensional chess. That's believing in Anthony Fauci and Deborah Burks. And by default, Neil Ferguson. <laughs> you know, from England. So, I mean, who's been wrong about everything, which where Fauci and Burks get all their information. So here's the thing. It, when Fauci does, I mean, when, when Trump does something good, you're going to hear it. And no matter what, if he's pro-life, I'm voting for him. And I believe that he is seeing things. And I, I don't think he's seeing them as fast as I want him to. And in my opinion, he should get out and just say, you know what? No, no to masks, no more rolling lockdowns. In some ways he's doing that. He's doing that with the schools. He's got, you know, he's saying at least somewhat through his surrogates that if you don't open up your schools, your federal funding will be gone. All of that. But he cannot come out and say, you know what? Masks are good because they're not. They're flat out not. They don't work. And let me just go over this again. It is not complex science. A pastor police officer can easily understand the science. A COVID-19 molecule is 0 0.06 to 0.1 microns. The best mask on planet Earth is the N95 or the N1, N N100 mask. That's it. And they can only block 0.3 microns. So what is your bandana doing? Putting your shirt over your mouth. You know, a surgical mask. Nothing. Nothing. It's amazing to me. I mean, again, it just breaks my heart. You know, it, we've gone from, you know, two months ago, nobody had a mask. Everyone was getting beyond it. You know, they were still buying into a lot of the Fauci's nonsense, but people were getting past it. Now, every time you go into a store now, it's 90 something percent, 99 percent of people have masks on here. I think they got it. Here's Anthony Fauci talking to Trump. <laughs> oh, we don't have any audio, but there he is. There's, there's the Fouch. <laughs> there he is talking to Trump. Here's what you got to do. Here's what you got to do. Tell him to wear masks. Tell him to lock down. There you go. All right, back to me. Well, we tried. <laughs> My guy tried. So there you go. But anyway, so let's move on to some stuff. It seems to never end. I just want to tell you 
be encouraged. If you're, if you're not a Christian, you got to get saved. If you're not a Christian, read the book of revelation, please. And get saved. I don't care what denomination you are. I don't care what denomination you decide to be. Get saved. How do you get saved? Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins. And I turn my life over to you in repentance. That's being a Christian. I don't care what label you wear, but you had better get saved. I heard Jonathan Shuttlesworth say this. I think he may have been talking about Joe Rogan. But there's atheists now that believe Jesus is coming back. Because you look at what's happening right now. You know, you look at things that I'm going to read to you tonight. It's pretty hard to avoid the fact that Jesus is coming back. He is coming back. It's going to happen. All right. Gavin Newsom never lets up. And like we've been saying for a long time, I typed this off the, after, um, off of Dr. Rodney Howard Brown. I didn't really target it this way at first, but this is an attack on the church. COVID-19, the response to COVID-19 is an attack on the church. That's what it is. You know, like the viruses? No, listen, the virus is the virus. It has a 99.9% survival rate. You have a 99.99 chance of surviving of COVID if you live in the United States. There's the difference there. 99.9 post-infection rate, 99.99 chance of surviving COVID if you live in the United States. You have a 0.01% chance of catching and dying of COVID in the United States of America. And we have all this stuff going on, including Gavin Newsom's latest escapade. Play the video for me. Well, as you said, he began just a couple of weeks ago with banning singing and chanting in all houses of worship. And that includes in-home Bible studies and fellowship. And then about a week ago, he expanded that to all the counties on the so-called county monitoring list. And right now there's 30 plus counties on that list. And that number could grow in those counties. There's no in-person service at all. No in-person worship, either in the church building or in your home. So no home Bible study, no home fellowship. You know, 80% of California now has no ability under this order to worship. The governor absolutely has no power to do this. It is beyond his constitutional ability. In fact, the First Amendment draws a line in the sand. But the same governor apparently has two versions of the First Amendment, one for protesters which he encourages right on up through and including the ban on in-person worship, including in your home. And he actually encourages more of that. We had 100,000 protesters gather in the streets, shoulder to shoulder, back to front, jamming the streets. And the governor is happy about that. He's encouraging more to engage in that kind of activity while he's banning not only all in-person worship, but all in-home Bible studies and fellowship. And that is just absolutely astounding. Hey, so me. Uh, that's Matthew Staver. And I'm going to tell you, that's an American hero right there. That's from the, he is the founder of the Liberty council who came to the defense of Dr. Rodney Howard Brown after he got arrested. That man is an American hero. Let's look over this. First of all, it should rivet an American's soul to the core. When you hear things like County monitoring list. So governor Newsom has a list of counties that he is monitoring. What is he, Stalin? Also, what the new law is, his new executive order, basically there's no church, no singing, no at-home Bible studies at all. But here's the caveat. If you participated in a Black Lives Matter rally, you can get an exemption. What do I mean by that? If you participate in a Black Lives Matter rally, you can get a confidential COVID-19 test. 
What does that mean? COVID-19 test. What does that mean? That means that you can be confidentially tested there. That way, no contact tracer will get a hold of you. Wonder why that is, but it is for the church, right? And you're like, well, that's just in California. No, no, no. It happened the exact same way in New York City. Bill de Blasio forbade all contact tracers from asking the following question. Did you participate in any protests? Forbade. So is this, again, have you read the book of Revelation? Again, do you think this is simply about controlling a disease? Super quarantine people, quarantine moms, mask wearers, mask wearing supporters, mask wearing conservatives, mask wearing Republican virtue signaling supporters. Do you really think this is about controlling an illness? Do you really think that? Then explain to me why the governor of the state of California would give you an exemption if you participated in a Black Lives Matter rally in the same thing in New York, but yet they're coming after the church. Give me, give, give, expouse to me your virtue some more. Oh, this is all about controlling the disease. The reason why it's slowed down so far is because we're doing all these mitigation. Uh, you know, we're doing all these different mitigations to control the spread. No, the spread's already happened. 33 million Americans, I guarantee you, 33 million Americans have already gotten COVID. All the new testing do, is doing is finding that out. That's all that is. Hence the death rate being down over 90% from its height right now. All right, declaration, new news here. I'm officially done with Major League Baseball. I was already done with the NFL. I've already canceled my NFL ticket where you get you all the games every Sunday. Canceled it, not the ticket to go to the game. I had an NFL ticket that I paid lots and hundreds and hundreds of dollars for so I can watch all the NFL games. I promptly canceled that. Now I will make sure I didn't watch a whole lot of major league baseball anyway, but I did watch it kind of kept up with the Tampa Bay race. I'm officially, you ready? D O N E done officially done. Play the video. I'll say it for the record if nobody else is. And I don't care what skin color they are. And I'm talking to the idiots with their hands on their shoulders, supporting them too. You might as well get down on a knee yourself, you clown. You are a bunch of American haters. That's all that you are. You are disrespecting the military. You are disrespecting the flag. That is all that you're doing. What is that supposed to be for the nine unarmed black men that were killed last year? Is that what that's supposed to be about? The 19 white people that were unarmed and killed by the police last year? How about the 600 white people killed by the police last year and the 250 black people killed by the police last year? Is that what, explain to me what you're kneeling for and how that doesn't disgrace you and disgrace the Major League Baseball, namely the San Francisco Giants. What a shock. It's in San Francisco, Nancy Pelosi's hellbound district. Done. And so should all Americans be done with this stuff. A lot of people are like, I don't know if I can make it. You know, I'm a sports watcher. You can make it. Pick up something productive. Listen, hypocrite here. I've I've laid on the couch for, I hate to even say it. I'm 51. It's got to be thousands of hours watching sports. I've wasted lots and lots of time. There are plenty of other things to do. We as Americans, we as conservatives, we as Republicans, we as Christians 
need to fight back. How do we fight back? Peacefully. Facebook, don't worry. Peacefully. There's a transcript of everything that gets done on Facebook that there are hundreds of thousands of employees read. That's the truth, by the way. Peacefully, we just don't give them our business anymore. I'm done. I'm not, I'm not watching. I'm not going to pay attention to it. I'm out, period. From PJ Media. This is, this is some interesting stuff right here. Speaking of Black Lives Matter, Portland Mayor Teddy Wheeler goes to riot in solidarity He goes to the riot to riot with with rioters as rioters set fire in his honor. Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler went to the 56th. Riots have been going on in Portland, Oregon for 56 straight nights, 56 straight nights to the 56th nightly planned riot in his, in his fair city on Wednesday night and rioters threw flaming bags of garbage on the federal courthouse in his honor. In response, the mayor was tear-gassed with his friends. Wheeler now maintains that the rioters come in peace, which is why he was surrounded. <laughs> he says they come in peace, but he was surrounded by a phalanx of plainclothes what? security how much you want to bet they were armed how much you want to bet the anti-second amendment ted wheeler mayor of portland oregon had armed security all around him he had a phalanx of of security i'll bet you they were all armed likely armed portland police officers whom the mayor has vowed to defund so he had people surrounding him in security probably police officers who are armed that he's vowing to defund the New York times sent a reporter to follow the mayor and notice protesters still think Wheeler is an effing fascist. Play the videos. You gotta feed the alligator. They're gonna come for you. He's got a security around him, though, right? He didn't care about your security, but he's got his security. He didn't care about his city. What about all those businesses? He doesn't care. As long as he is thought highly of by these people. You can tell all those guys around him are cops. Look at the haircuts. <laughs> And now he gets to eat some tear gas. This is what you want for your leaders in the country, right? Of a major city. Go out and riot with rioters and then eat tear gas from the federal government. That's what you want, right? Yeah. His supporters. Look at all the cops around him. Defund the police, Teddy. Look at all the cops around him. Defund the police, right? Well, put the demands of the wall on there. Here's the demands from Black Lives Matter from Antifa. 
Theodore, that's Teddy Wheeler. Fancy seeing you here. These are our demands. Defund the police. Free all protesters from jail. Feds out of Portland now and demand that he resigns. <laughs> there you go. See, eventually, you can put that one up too. That's all good. That's the federal building. That is federal property right there. This is what the mayor should be part of defending that. And, he, and I, 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 won't, I don't have it for this week, but we did a drive through of Portland. What about all the businesses? He's out there supporting the rioters, the anarchists. What about all the business? I, I, I always wonder this. Do people like mayors and governors don't, not understand something? You're, you, all of your benefits, all that you have in life, all the money that you make, your salary comes from where? It comes from tax dollars. Where do tax dollars come from? From people. Where, do the, where does that come from? Them making money. If all of your businesses are closed and shut down, do you realize it might be an existential threat to your own comfort? I just wonder that with Greg Abbott in Texas as he's advocating rolling shutdowns because of the spike in cases in Texas, right? I'm just like, you keep shutting it down, Greg. Eventually, it's going to come for you. Eventually, it's going to come for everybody. You can't keep shutting a government down and rolling, or shutting down a, a, an economic system, a capitalistic ep economic system, because what what money is, is tax revenue. What government money is, is tax revenue. If you keep shutting down the fountain of that revenue, eventually it's coming for you. You're like, no, the Federal Reserve will keep printing money. Then you have hyperinflation and then money means nothing. It will come for you, mask advocate. We got to do anything to save a life. It will come for you eventually. It will. Well, my job's been secure so far. It will come for you. You can't keep printing money day in and day out. The Federal Reserve is buying $9 billion a day in debt right now, folks. This can't last much longer. We are scheduled to have, right now we're at $27 trillion. We are scheduled to have a $30 trillion debt by January. And all these politicians, they're, start, they're talking about another stimulus package for COVID. We don't have the money. I'm like, you keep shutting down businesses. There won't be any tax dollars. Well, we'll keep printing it. Then you make money mean nothing via hyperinflation. Ask Venezuela. Ask the Nazis. Even ask Great Britain during World War II. They were out of money. Facts. It will come for you, Teddy Wheeler. It'll come for you, Maxine Waters. It'll come for you, Rashida Tlaib. You're all in the government dole. Once there's no tax dollars left, you keep rolling, you keep closing these businesses. There's no tax money left to pay you. It's going to come for you. The gator gotta eat. It's going to come for you. Teddy Wheeler's own supporters F-bombing him on the streets. The gators gotta eat. Eventually, they run out of perpetrators and they come for you, Pelosi. Gator gotta eat. It will come for you, Rashida Tlaib. You're, you're rich. You're an elitist. It will come for you, LeBron James and Hollywood, Sean Puffy Combs, Nick Cannon. They will come for you because you're a rich elitist. You're like, well, I'm black and I'm, I'm liberal. Doesn't matter. Gator gotta eat. 
It's either you or they put themselves in there. Yeah, they'll come for guys like me first with my love shirt on. Of course they'll come for me first. But the gator doesn't stop eating after he eats the fat preacher. All right, from the blaze, 722. A Democratic congressman representing Portland, Oregon, said the riots in the city, which have gone on for over 50 straight days, have resulted in, in police being attacked with mortars, lasers, clubs, bottles, are not out of control. Rather, they are simply some people who have strong feelings. Feelings, says, says Representative Earl Bloomhauer on Tuesday. Did he, I wonder if he watched those videos that I just watched out of Portland. That's what he said. Those people just have strong feelings. From the blaze, U.S. Surgeon General Jerome Adams. Here's another galactic fool. Absolute. This is the problem. You're like Trump is playing three-dimensional chess. Is he or is he listening to people like this? Is he listening to the Fouch? U.S. Surgeon General Jerome Adams weighed in on school reop on the school reopening debate. Quote, what I want people to know is that the biggest determinant of whether or not we go back to school actually has little to do with the actual schools. It's your background transmission rate, Adams says. And it's why we've told people constantly that if we want to get back to school, to worship, to regular life, folks need to wear face coverings. The precursor to the mark of the beast. Put up his tweet for me. There you go. Love that tweet for me. That's what he originally put. February 29th. So basically March 1st. Here's what he said. Seriously, people stop buying masks. And now he says, folks, in order to get back to worship, school and regular life, you got to wear masks. These are the people in charge. There he is. That's what's in charge. He's dumb. Fauci, dumb. Trump, get rid of them all. They don't know what they're talking about at all. Listen to this. You can put up that plural C one for me. This is an interesting thing that I had never read before. This was on Facebook. My daughter, 19 years old, healthy frontline worker at a huge grocery store chain, started feeling sick about two weeks ago. Side and back pain, nausea, chest pain. Primary doc sent her for chest x-ray. Something lit up on right side. Sent for MRI, CAT scan, ultrasound back, and abdomen areas. Nothing. While at work, was unable to breathe. Chest pain, rushed to ER, quarantine, tested for COVID. Young, by herself, because no one could be with her. And of course, you can't get near the deadly disease, the deadly plague with the 99.9% survival rate. Turns out it's pleurisy, an infection of the outside of the lining of the lungs. They basically tell her it's because she has been wearing a mask for over eight hours a day, five days a week, breathing in her own bacteria, carbon dioxide, which caused an infection. And now she is in severe pain. Back to me. There you go. They're useless. The greatest mask in the world can only block 0.3 microns. COVID is 0.1 microns. Pull that face tampon off your face and stop wearing it. Listen to what the New England Journal of Medicine says about them. See those two highlighted areas. We know that wearing a mask outside health facilities offers little, if any, protection from infection. 
It's not just the chubby preacher telling you. It's the New England Journal of Medicine, universal masking in hospitals in COVID-19 era. In many cases, the desire for widespread masking is a reflexive reaction to anxiety over the pandemic. Back to me. Here's the good about me. I never had any anxiety about the pandemic because I read my Bible. And what my Bible says is Jesus speaking in Matthew chapter 16, verse 19. Whatever I bind is bound. Whatever I loose is loose. Done. No plague shall draw near my dwelling. It's done in Jesus name. Whatever I ask in his name, he'll do. John 14, 14. It is done. Ask and it shall be given you. Matthew 7, 7. I'm not worried about it. But a lot of other people are. But even if you are, it does absolutely nothing. I don't care what Jerome says. I don't care what the Fouch says. They are wrong. They've been wrong. Fouch said at the beginning not to wear masks. Jerome says at the beginning not to wear masks. Now they're the biggest mask advocates on planet Earth. They're both wrong. And they both have agendas, which is to do what? Control people by shutting down the church. Fact, that's what's happening. All right, let me show you the true Biden. I know most of you watching are not going to be tempted to vote for Joey. However, I just wanted to show you a brief excerpt of some old video of what Joe Biden really is all about. Play this for me. Joseph Biden may have more explaining to do. The new questions stem from taped remarks of Biden during an April campaign appearance in New Hampshire. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my, in my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. Went back to law school and in fact ended up in the top half of my class. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits, only 123 credits. Biden now concedes he did not graduate in the top half of his law school class, <laughs> that he does not have three degrees from college and that he was not named Outstanding Political Science Student in college. Newsweek says Biden actually went to school on a half scholarship, ended up Whoops. near the bottom of his class, and won only one degree, not three. Joe Biden ranked 76th in a class of 85 at the University of Syracuse Law School. I mean, this guy comes off this whole thing as a flyweight. Now Biden says Newsweek is right. His memory had failed him. And I'd be delighted All right, back to, to me. Down. Okay, you know what? You're, that's not your memory failing you. Let's all put it in the proper context. Let's use the right word, shall we? Bold-faced uh, liar. That's what he is. That's what he's always been. That's what he's, he will always be. Barring salvation, which I hope happens. However, that's who he is. And there's a lot more to that video too, which we'll play later. But the, the lies never end with this man. Ever. Ever. Bold-faced liar. Bill Gates says multiple Vaccine doses may be necessary to protect people from coronavirus. Of course, Billy thinks that. Bill Gates told CBS News that multiple doses may be necessary to protect Americans from the coronavirus, a disease that has a lower mortality rate in children than the seasonal flu. Gates said that, that Gates said this could require seven billion vaccinations given worldwide. Now, this is not new for Billy Gates. Not new at all for Billy. This is what he does. This is, this is the Gates show. I got this written down. This is from Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s Instagram page. And this is what Bill Gates does. With $1.2 billion, Gates took control of India's National Advisory Board. Mandated 50 vaccines. Get this now. 50 per person. 50 vaccines for polio before the age of five. 
So you're getting five, you're getting 10 per year. That's Billy Gates, the gay same guy who just wrote this, that multiple doses may be necessary for your coronavirus, right? So he's doing the, this is the Bill Gates playbook. Inject you with as much crap as he possibly can. Because, quote Bill Gates, I'm trying to control the world's population through vaccines. How does that make sense? How does it make sense to control the world's population through vaccines? Yeah, he throws out some Democratic Party propaganda right after he says that crap. But it's still all bull crap. The man just wants to inject you with as much poison as he possibly can. Did you hear that? Mandated 50 vaccines for polio before the age of five in India. To those poor Indian kids. Doctors in India blame the Gates campaign for a devastating vaccine strain polio epidemic that paralyzed, get this now, 496,000 children. Everybody hearing that? 496,000 children. That's who he is. In 2017, the Indian government dialed back Gates vaccine regimen and evicted Gates and his cronies from NAAB, NAB, National Advisory Board. They evicted Gates and his vaccine program right out of the country. And that's who we're listening to? He wants his, you got to have multiple coronavirus vaccines. Get this now. State bar group calls for mandatory COVID-19 vaccinations, regardless of objections. Now, let me just go over this. This is from the New York state bar. They're saying that people should have to have mandatory COVID-19 vaccinations. Now, does everybody still think I'm a lunatic? All of you that were so mad when I kept the church open that I said that there was way more to this than a simple Kung flu. Is it starting to register? Is it starting to break through your titanium skull? Is it breaking through that this is way more than the Kung flu? Everybody's Kung flu fighting. It's way more than that, folks. Way more. State bar group calls for mandatory COVID-19 vaccinations regardless of objections. Some Americans may, this is quote from them, some Americans may push back on COVID-19 vaccination for religious, philosophical, or personal reasons, says the report released on Thursday. This is back in late May. By the NYSBA, New York State Bar Association, a bunch of attorneys. But it says, basically, all the attorneys in New York, not all of them, there's some conservatives, I'm sure. But it says, for the sake of the public health, mandatory vaccinations, mandatory. Yo, Tom, this was all just about them, all the experts trying to keep us healthy. That's what it was all about, Tom. You, you know, we were Romans 13ing and we're staying away from the church and you're, we'll fight when the time is right. Well, now you've got basically all the attorneys, the attorneys in New York saying the following mandatory COVID-19s injections, vaccines, regardless of objections. Am I wrong? And was I so wrong? Was Rodney Howard Brown so wrong? Were we? Nah, we weren't. We were right. This is all about controlling the citizenry of this country. That's what it's really all about. 
citing a robust collection of federal and state case law, a New York State Bar Association task force group on Thursday said it should be mandatory for all Americans to have a COVID-19 vaccination one when one is available, including those who won't want it for religious, philosophical, or personal reasons. So, let's get back on me. So, mask-wearing Republican, you're going to mask-wearing Christian, you lining up for it? You going to line up for it now? Mandatory vaccine, you going to do it? You sure that's what you want to do? You reading your Bible at all? Or are you just being a good neighbor? Won't you be my neighbor, dum-dum? The one and only exception, says the Bar Association Group's report, which calls for legislation to be enacted, should be, they're trying for legislation to be enacted so that it's a mandatory vaccine. First time you heard that, isn't it? First time, so far, they won't be the last, folks. You think, you think California is not going to want the same thing? Illinois? Pennsylvania, Maine, Oregon, Washington. I could go on and on and on. Making a legally backed argument on pages 60 through 63 of her newly released report for the sake of public health, mandatory vaccines for COVID-19 should be required in the United States as soon as it is available. There you go. Just say it out loud. Those of you who are in agreement with me from day one, this isn't for you. But for those of you who weren't, say it out loud. I was wrong and people like Tom were right. I'll let you off the hook so you don't have to say I was right. From BNW, 716, about a week ago. A biometric digital identity platform that that evolves just as you evolve is set to be introduced in low-income remote communities. Does that sound familiar to you? Where does Billy Gates go? Billy Gates goes to the billion in population India to hide from the United States, to hide from the citizenry of the United States, to hold them accountable. Same thing here. In West Africa, thanks to a public-private partnership. Get ready now. Let me read it again for you, just so you know. A biometric digital identity platform that evolves just as you evolve. Boy, it sounds so nice, doesn't it? Is set to be introduced in low-income remote communities. Billy's moved. He's moved from India. He's moved from the Congo in West Africa thanks to a public-private partnership between the Bill Gates-backed Gavi Vaccine Alliance and MasterCard and the AI-powered identity authentication company, Trust Stamp. Facts. You sure you're right plopping your mask on? Are you sure? Because if you have a mask on your face, you're supporting idiots like this. And sadly, you are one. You are who you hang around with. Get that face diaper off your face. I know there's places you have to go that they're making you wear it. I get it. I'm not telling you to cause problems on somebody's private property. If somebody's tire shop tells you you have to wear them and you got to get tires, then wear the stupid thing. Find some way to mock it a little bit though. The program, which was first launched in late 2018, hint, hint, will see trust stamps 
Remember that? Remember those two words, mask wearing, conservative, virtue signaling, Republican? Trust stamp, digital identity platform integrated into its Gavi. Gavi is a vaccine company, a vaccine partnership integrated into its Gavi MasterCard. Are you seeing this? Are you seeing it? Well, Tom, what are we going to do? There's nothing. We- yes, you can. You can James 4, 7. Get saved first and then resist the devil. Resist in the Greek means actively fight against. We can, we can do this. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises. Some count slackness, but is long suffering toward us. Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. We can postpone the judgment of God. You can do it. What are you waving around over there for? Oh, okay. I had somebody in the the background way. I don't know if they're trying to tell me something. But that's what we're supposed to do. You don't just give in and go, you know what? It's over. You don't. We could postpone this 25 years. You don't know. You fight. You fight. You don't get depressed. You fight. This is your time to shine. Let your light so shine among men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. That's what you do. The program, which was first launched in late 2018, will see Trust Stamps digital identity platform integrated with Gavi MasterCard. Gavi, again, vaccine partnership intermeshed with MasterCard. Facts. These are facts, folks. This is... This is not conspiracy. This is fact. Well, Gavi MasterCard Wellness Pass. A digital vaccine record and identity system that is also linked to MasterCard's click-to-play system that that powered by its IA and machine learning technology called New Data. There it is. You see it? MasterCard, in addition to professing its commitment to promoting centralized record-keeping of child immunization, also describes itself as a leader toward a world beyond cash. Please read your Bible. Oh my! Please read your Bibles. And again, it's not over. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. We can beat this back in our generation, but you've got to speak light to the darkness. And if the darkness in your is your light, how dark is that darkness? These are all Bible verses. World Beyond Cash and its partnership with Gavi makes a novel approach towards linking a biometric digital identity system, vaccination records, and a payment system into a single cohesive platform. Do you see that up there? This is not made up, folks. This is, this is, they're proud of this. Back to me. See, what you've got to understand, you might be kind of a pseudo, not even pseudo, rock solid conservative Trump supporting person. You just kind of know that what I'm telling you is true and you're not even saved. (laughs) Maybe I have no idea, but most people look at this. They don't have a problem with it. They, They think it's good. You're like, is it really most? Well, how many people you see wearing a mask right now? 
Oh, then it's over time. It's not over. You preach the word. You speak light into the darkness. You speak truth to lies. That's why the church has failed. The church has closed its doors and cowered it in the corner. Not here at Foundation Church, Inglewood, Florida. And by the way, let me just remind everybody, hit like and share right now. Let's build this audience. We need to build, listen, I'm not trying to be self-centered, but we need to build this audience. There aren't too many people out there that are, mission, that are meshing politics and Christianity together and are unafraid to say it. I'm not afraid to say it. I'm going to say what needs to be said. I never closed my church. I've never social distanced a day in my life. I've never spent one second afraid of COVID-19 ever. Not once. If the governor outlawed churches, we would be open. I would follow the path of Rodney Howard Brown. I would follow the path of Tony Spell who got arrested for the sake of the gospel. I'm lucky that somebody in our state who has a major name, Dr. Rodney Howard Brown, got arrested. And he set the precedent for the rest of the state and the churches remained essential. And were deemed essential by our great governor, Ron DeSantis. But the churches have closed. You're supposed to resist the devil. Not cower in the corner with your thumb in your mouth. Well, we were using wisdom. You know, it's a deadly virus. That's a lie. That's a lie. Two in a row. Using wisdom. That's a lie. Deadly virus. That's a lie. Well, we ought to use prudent measures. God gave us a brain. That's a lie. That's not in the Bible. I follow the word of God. Period. If I'm worried about a sickness, which I never was, but if I was worried about it, bind it in Jesus name. The effort since its launch nearly two years ago has been funded via $3.8 million in Gavi donor funds. You see, people support this stuff. In addition to a match donation of the same amount by who once again, warm up the picture, put his face on there, Bill and Melinda Gates. Trust, trust stamp. That's just the perfect thing, isn't it? For the liberal democratic party to name, name something trust stamp. How about butt munch? <laughs> trust stamps, biometric identity system, largely funded by MasterCard's massive investment in the company in February, February utilizes a technology call. It calls evergreen hash. What is this stuff, Tom? Facts. These are facts. Creates an AI generated 3D mask based on a single photo of a person's face. Hmm. They take the mark of their beast, the mark of the beast on their right hand or their forehead. Palm or fingerprint. Once this mask is created, much of, their, of the original data is discarded and encryption keys are created in place of a person's name or other traditional identifiers. All the Christians. Well, we got to use wisdom. You know, the government's telling us to shut down. So we're going to be a good community partner and a good neighbor. And we got to show that we love our neighbors. So we're going to shut down. You are a bunch of cowering fools. It's time to repent. It's time to repent. I love all the people that say it out there. I've heard my, my favorite, one of my favorite preachers that I ever listened to before. My favorite preachers goes in this order. Dr. Rodney Howard Brown's number one, Jonathan Shuttlesworth's number two. Those are my two favorite preachers, but this was one of my favorite preachers before. And he said, well, if they told us we had to stop preaching the gospel, then we would actually fight. Your church is closed. Well, it's all for a valid reason. There'll always be a valid reason. Dumb, dumb. 
They're not going to come to you and go, hey, Satan here, close your church. Not going to happen. There's always going to be a valid reason. If it, was, if it was viral hemorrhoids, would you close? Oh my, we got to use wisdom. Can't have people sit in the seats. We got an outbreak of viral hemorrhoids. Close the church again. Come on. Kentucky couple. Oh, it's just, we got to use wisdom. It's all about, you know, it's all just about controlling a virus. Oh, really? Oh, let's look. Kentucky couple slapped with ankle monitors after wife test positive for, for COVID-19. Basically what happened is she wanted to go visit her grandparents. So she took a COVID-19 test. She turns up positive. Now, whether that means she actually has an active viral infection or it's just antibodies, don't know, but she tested positive for COVID. Now in the state that they live in, which I thought was a red state, which it seems to be blue with Andy worthless bullcrap Bashir is their governor. I guess it's a blue state, but they, you have to sign documentation that you will not leave your home without calling the health department. Does that sound like the United States of America? There they are. Get your ankle monitors on now. Get them on now. There you go. You violators. If Bill Gates has his way, you won't even need a monitor. You'll, you'll have your mask on. You'll have your digital chip. Oh, Tom, that's all that right wing stuff. Really? Are you sure? Maybe you ought to go to PNW yourself, 716, and read what Billy's doing in Africa. It's for real. He won't deny it. Send him an email. He won't deny it because it's happening. MasterCard's involved. What's the other companies involved there? You got MasterCard. You got Gavi. Trust Stamp. Wellness Pass. Pretty soon they won't need those ankle monitors anymore. But because she tested positive, she didn't want to sign the doc documentation. Leave it on me. She didn't want to sign the documentation that said that whenever I leave, I'm going to call you. She didn't want to sign it. So what happened? Oh, nothing big. Just eight people with eight different cars showed up at their house, including the cops, the health department, all masked up with their yellow uniform forms on. And they slapped ankle monitors on them. Hey, just for the record, don't want to be violent or anything like that, but you want to put one of those on me? You better bring it. Ain't going to happen. I ain't putting on no ankle monitor. I'll do what I want when I want. You know why? Hey, Tom, that's not very Romans 13. Like, yeah, it is. It's, if you, if you stayed at home in the name of Romans 13, you're the violator of Romans 13. Our governing authority is not the governor. It's not our, our elected representatives, our elected employees, which is the governor, which is our state representatives, our national reps, our senators, our congressmen, our president. They are our elected employees. You don't do what they say. You do what the Constitution says. If they want to change it, amend it. I'm staying at home because I'm a Romans 13 Christian, even though I send lots of money over to China for them to defy the law. When one thing happens, you have a galactic outbreak of hemorrhoids. I'm staying home. No, our governing authority is the United States is, is the United States constitution. That's it. That's it. If they don't like it, if you don't like it, amend it. But my first fourth and 14th amendment rights, I ain't got to put on an ankle bracelet for some 99.9% .9 survivable, freaking stupid coronavirus. No, thank you. Ohio Department of Health. 
and Ohio State University are doing a lovely study. Put that slide up for me. There you go. ODH and OSU coronavirus study. It's just a study, folks. Just relax. It's the experts taking over. The coronavirus study is an assessment of the prevalence of COVID-19. Here we are. What is it? July 20-something today? You can put it. Leave it up there. I'm going to read it. This is July 20-something. I don't know. What's the date today, guys? Yell it out. July 23rd today. And here we are having another coronavirus study. Coronavirus, by the way, is a cold. That's what corona is. ODH OSU study staff are visiting pre-identified households in Northeast Ohio this week collecting. How would you like to be? Yo, just leave that slide up there. How would you like to be one of the pre-identified households? Hey, you know what? Take your pre-identification and shove it right up your caboose. Households in Northeast Ohio this week collecting swab and blood serum samples for analysis. It's just about the experts keeping us safe. It's, I trust the government. I trust the experts. Only residents who receive a postcard. <laughs> How would you like that invitation? I'll tell you where you can shove that one too. And an invitation letter will be visited by the study team. ODH study staff will be wearing a yellow surprise, 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 a yellow co-branded t-shirt and ID badges. Shocking. From the Washington Examiner 722 yesterday, Pfizer and Biotech get 1.95, basically $2 billion of U.S. government from the U.S. government for 100 million doses of coronavirus vaccine. The deal is part of Trump's administration vaccine research initiative called Operation Warp Speed, which aims to bring a coronavirus vaccine to market as soon as 2021. Back to me. Here's the thing. What is coronavirus? It's corona. It's COVID, right? Corona. It's common cold. Has there ever been a vaccine for the common cold? So... Well, how are they going to do it now? You really think it's going to be one available? Are you going to take it? They usually takes years and years and years and years. And I'm putting a lot of years on there on purpose to come up with a vaccine. You know what I'll say about their vaccine? Ready? Three letter word. Nah. Washington Examiner 722. UN Secretary General calls for new global deal. Oh yeah, it's just all about, back to me, it's all about supporting and being with your, you know, making sure that you are a good neighbor, submitting to your government, got nothing to do with the book of Revelation in a new world order or anything, could it? Oh no, it couldn't be. UN Secretary General calls for a new global deal to construct new governance model to fight future viruses. They'll, uh, you know, remember... That sounds like a valid reason to usher in the mark of the beast, does it not? To governance, to model, to uh, uh, to construct a new governance model to fight future viruses. Remember, pastors, when you closed your churches because you're using wisdom? Never? Wrong. This is what it's about. Well, it's a real virus. So, it's a real virus that basically statistically nobody dies of. Tom, how can you say that? There's been a hundred and something thousand people died. First of all, a lot of those are very fraudulent. CDC just did a mass correction. It is wrong, folks. There ain't no 140,000 people dying of corona. It didn't happen. They're including the flu in that, cold in that, flu in that, car crashes, gunshot wounds, heart attacks, strokes. They are including everything. They're including people who have tested for it, people who are never tested for it, presumptive cases, possible cases, maybe cases, maybe not cases. They're including everything. 
in that 140,000 so they don't look like a bunch of galactic idiots and so that they can continue to shove their agenda right down your willing throat if your mouth's open. And for most Christians, it is. You have Gutierrez, Antonio Gutierrez of the UN calling for a construct for a new governance model to fight future viruses. This is what it's been about from day one, ushering in the new world order. Are you saying, Tom, that somebody purposely put the virus out? I can tell you that it was purposely made. I don't know if it was purposely released or not, but either way, George Floyd and coronavirus are both black swans to usher in socialism. That's what it's about, folks, to usher in a one world order, to usher in a cashless society. I don't care about the coin stuff and whether that's valid or not. It doesn't matter. The Bible will come to fruition. Get saved. Jesus answered him and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Be born again. John chapter 3, verse 3. Get saved. If you've backslidden, get saved again. The top official at the United Nations said that the coronavirus pandemic will bring about a new model of global governance. Here's his tweet. COVID-19 has exposed the lie that free markets can deliver health care for all. The lie that free markets can't that free markets can deliver health care. He's calling that a lie. The fiction that unpaid care work isn't work, the delusion that we live in a post-racist world. There you go. I just want to say this to everybody. I've been saying this for, for a long time. The reaction to George Floyd and the reaction to remember now, both real events. The reaction to George Floyd, the reaction to COVID-19 are all the same lie for the same reason to attack the church. They say that there's a mate you have with, with George Floyd, white, white cops are hunting black men down. Statistically never happens. COVID-19, it could kill you. It's a deadly plague. You, you dare not wear your mask out right now. People look at you like you're crazy. You're going to infect them. It could kill you. It's got a 99.9% survival rate. But that doesn't matter. They wrap it up. They say these are major existential threats to your life when they're not. But they sell them to you that way. It's very convenient to sell them to you too because the people selling them really aren't threatened by them. Bill Gates isn't scared of COVID. You think he is? He would never, if it, if it was that deadly, he would never venture out of his home. He's gallivanting all over the place. CNN and MSNBC doing his interviews all over the world. He isn't scared of it. Nobody who has sense is scared of it. Listen, he's evil, but he's got sense. Put up that next slide for me. This is from Gutierrez right here. We are floating on the same sea, but some are on super yachts and others clinging to drifting debris. Back to me. So what does this have to do with, remember what he said here at the end. Isn't working in the delusion that we live in a post-racist world. What, is, what does that have to do with COVID-19? He said he's talking about delivering health care to people and then talks about post-racist world. See what I mean? Same lie. Packaged up a little differently. Systemic racism in law enforcement, existential threat to your life. COVID-19, existential threat to your life. Both lies, but sold to everybody. Got your strap and your masks on. You're closing your churches down, closing your businesses down. We have a great depression. We're at 11% unemployment, which is down from 15%. We still, this past week, how many unemployment? How many people filed for unemployment? 1.2 million people. What was the previous record? Previous record, pre-COVID. Pre-COVID now. I know the 6.6 .6 million in one week is now the record. But what was the previous record? 678,000 in one week. 
1982. And we still doubled it this week. Every week we doubled. Week before was 1.2 million. Fox News, state rep Vernon Jones from Georgia. Great man, great man. Pull up Vernon Jones when you get a chance. On Tuesday, he switched. He's a Trump supporter now. On Tuesday, blasted New York Governor Andrew Cuomo for going to Georgia. He go Governor Cuomo, 28 plus thousand COVID deaths, many of which caused by him and his galactically stupid order that he kept going until May 10th. Think about that. Till May 10th, he was shipping infected coronavirus patients in to nursing homes. Till May 10th, this thing started in February. The idiot was sending infected COVID patients. You had one job, moron, one job. Protect the most vulnerable. And what'd you do? You sent in the Grim Reaper. This is, and, and now they sent Cuomo's going to Georgia to give them advice. Compare the stats. How can he tell us how to do things in Georgia when the blood is on his hands for the number of seniors who died in those long-term care facilities where he did not have the proper protocol, where they were forced to take patients who had the coronavirus, Jones told Fox and Friends. He should be the last one to tell us how to do anything in Georgia. I think he needs to stay in New York and try to fix the virus that's going on in the streets of New York where people are burning, looting, hurting, and attacking police officers. Amen, Vernon Jones. Amen, Vernon Jones. Let me read you this verse, because this is what's going on. He, Andrew Cuomo is being touted by the national mainstream media as the Gandhi of coronavirus. The genius of coronavirus. The man who's done the worst in the world, but that's what the world does. I'll read you the verse. Isaiah 5, verse 20 and 21. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. They're calling bad good. They're calling suck well done. Andrew Cuomo sucks. He's a moron. He had one job. DeSantis did it. DeSantis sent the National Guard to all nursing homes and locked them down. Prudent move. That's what you do, especially when the virus was novel. Because guess what the average death rate was in Italy? 81. Guess what the average death rate is in America? 75 to 80. You have one job, dum-dums. And nobody did it. 43 to 55% of all COVID deaths in the United States are, are people inside of nursing homes, not elderly, inside of nursing homes. Up 43% minimum of all COVID deaths in the United States happened inside of nursing homes. Our president had one job. The governors had one, uh, uh, one job. One. And we, you didn't need to close anything else down you can put that up that's good there's your percentages share of COVID-19 deaths occurring in nursing homes and assisted living facilities right there and that one up there New York 14.9 is a complete they don't put their stats out New York is the listen I do a lot of research believe it or not I may come across like a screaming fool but I do a lot of research for this podcast I do a lot of research for it and I go to all the state department all the state's health department websites, there's only one that doesn't put out their death count. 
wonder which one that is. New York, New York. Yeah, that's who. Anthony Fauci praises New York's coronavirus response. What a shock. Calling evil good and good evil. Calling light dark and dark light. Calling suck great job. That's the Fauci. That's who it is. From the blaze, 713. This is an unbelievable story. This one's going to bother you. Be ready. Eldon Hawkins is 58 years old and has cerebral palsy. This is from the Columbus Dispatch and from the Blaze. On the evening of May 31st, he drove to get dinner and flowers and ended up in the middle of a protest in downtown Columbus. This is what happened to the man right here. Okay. This is all for George Floyd right here. This is all for George Floyd. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Oh, let's see. Let's, oh, we'll get into his trunk then. This is all for Black Lives. Black Lives Matter. Social justice. Social justice. Black Lives Matter. All right, back to me. That's all the man did. He says, I was at the intersection and got to the green light. I was, remember, he has cerebral palsy. I was trying to toot my horn thinking, hey, guys, look at the light. Hawkins told the station he, he was blocked. And the video of the incident shows he tried backing up his car and hit a person on a bicycle with the rear bumper. He hit, he hit the person. He didn't hurt him at all. And then they all stormed his car. Black Lives Matter is all about black lives. Really? Believe that one, too? No. Gateway Pundit 723. Navy is investigating. Some of you have seen this. Uniform sailor Sarah Dundry from for bursting into a pro-Trump rally harassing protesters while screaming F Trump. Play the video. Shame on you. Yeah, you bring it back to me. Miss Daudry blocked a lane of traffic when she stopped her car on a busy main street outside of Ventura County. What a surprise. Ventura County is one of the most totalitarian hack counties in the entire United States of America, Ventura County, California. Governor Center on Sunday at around 1 p.m., a witness said a woman who posted the clip to Facebook wrote, this attack took place on Sunday, July 19th at about 1 p.m. She's being investigated by the Navy. Let me just flat out say she needs to be dishonorably discharged, period. Governor DeSantis from ABC News. Governor DeSantis says he's concerned about the accuracy of COVID-19 test results. In a news conference Monday, he said there have been several cases where people received positive results, even though they had never, Reverend Reverend now, never, never been tested in the first place. People are receiving positive results from these testing sites that you're seeing on your screen right now that have never been tested to begin with. And they're receiving positive test results. For that to come back positive when there was no specimen submitted is problematic. So I've heard enough to be concerned about. I've heard several of these happening. 
Fox 4 has received reports of this happening. People have said they've submitted their contact information. Big mistake at a COVID-19 testing site. Why are you being tested? Don't be tested. Don't be tested. Why? For what? You got any, if you don't have any symptoms, why do you even care? And even if you did, 99.9% survival rate. 0.1 post-infection death rate. And, for, and that 0.1 is averaged with people who have a much higher death percentage. Yours, a lot, most people, it's zero. Why are you being tested? But you put out a little news. You, all you got to have is the Democratic Party's hack narrative, sycophantic media put out a little news story and you got the repubs running in to get tested. You got the repubs strapping a mask on. Nevertheless, a few days later, they got an email or a phone call telling them that they had tested positive. Here's, a, here's somebody that it happened to. Name's Mindy Clark. I got a call asking for me, and they told me that I had tested positive. I was like, positive for what? Then the lady said, for COVID, and I said, that's impossible. I've never been tested, ma'am. Whoops. Oh, but just believe. Believe all those testing results, right? Oh, yeah. It's just like the goofball that I went back and forth with on Facebook. Who believes that Florida has a 2% death rate from COVID-19, which would put us, which would put us the highest in the world by far in Florida, where we have 4,000 deaths out of 22 million people. Here's a question that's been posted on Facebook numerous times. Serious, serious question. Why are there no biohazardous bins for masks or gloves if the virus is so contagious? Law enforcement for many years, right? 1992 to 2017, 25 straight years in one day. I was a cop. Whenever we touched anything that was biohazardous in any way, spit, blood, whatever, we had a biohazardous bin that it had to go in, period. And those were the things that weren't even as deadly as COVID, we put them all in bio bags. They were a, a specific company comes and picks them all up. So they're properly disposed of. Where is that nationally? You know why there isn't? Because it's not deadly. Fact. Here we go. Fox News 721. St. Louis top prosecutor faced intense criticism on Monday, including from the state's governor and attorney general after bringing, get ready now, felony charges against the McCloskey's felony charges against those people right there felony charges against them seen in a cell phone video brandishing guns when protesters appeared outside their home and a gated community back in June St. Louis circuit attorney Kim Gardner I should have got a picture for of her you guys sorry about that that she's a she's a Kim Gardner had 70 percent of her campaign paid for by who Nobody important, just the Open Society Foundation, which is Georgie Floyd. Oh, there she is. Put her up there. George Soros, I mean. George Floyd. <laughs> Everybody's told me. Whoops. Too much George Floyd on my mind. George Soros. Open Society. Simple as that. 70% of her campaign was paid for by George Soros. He's doing that all over the country. Keisha Bottoms, mayor of Atlanta is a Soros acolyte. Also the one who's got Garrett Rolfe up on felony murder charges right now. 
He's doing this all over the country. People are like, I'm typing this from Bongino. When Bongino talked about it, and there's a specific actual sort of strategy about it. But the Soros Foundation, Open Society, is going all over the country winning small elections. Mayors, state attorneys, like this, like Kim, uh, what's her name? Kim Gardner. Like that. So they get these sort of results. They didn't even point the guns at anybody. I don't know what crime she's even talking about. Again, cop, 25 years. What's the crime exactly? I, I don't get it. St. Louis circuit attorney bought and paid for by George Soros. Kim Gardner, the city's top, top prosecutor, said the McCloskeys, both personal injury attorneys in their 60s, <laughs> will be charged with felony unlawful use of a weapon following the June 28th incident. And what she's trying to do too is play games and have them go to pretrial intervention. That's the Democratic Party playbook bang you with a felony and have you go to pretrial intervention. That way they don't really have to answer for their malicious, unlawful, unconstitutional prosecutions. You just, okay, I don't want any trouble. I'm going to sign away. Don't do it. Fight these demons. You got to fight them. Gardner said, get this statement. This is from an attorney. This is from a prosecutor. It is illegal to wave weapons in a threatening manner at those participating in a non-violent protest. Non-violent protest? They broke down their gate and went on to their private property, threatened to burn their house down, kill them, and kill their dog. And that's what Kim Gardner, Soros acolyte, says is non-violent. Because her campaign was bought and paid for by the Open Society Foundation, George Soros. It was bought and paid for for these reasons, to overturn the Second Amendment. What does the Second Amendment mean if you're arresting these people? What's the point they have in Missouri what's called the Castle Doctrine? You are allowed, it's like Florida, stand your ground. Why bother? A malicious prosecutor bought and paid for by George Soros can just overlook it, I guess. You can do whatever they want. That's why you have to fight. And while we are fortunate this situation, Kim Gardner talking, did not escalate into deadly force, this type of contact co conduct is unacceptable in St. Louis. We must protect the right to peacefully protest. Peacefully protest. Trespassing, burglary, assault, vandalism, None of that was, those are the crimes that were committed. Entering into the curtilage of somebody's property, going over their fence is burglary. There's their fence right there. That's burglary. Entering in with the intent to commit a crime is burglary. So there was burglary committed, trespassing committed, vandalism committed, assault committed. And what was done to those people? nothing the people standing there guarding their own home are now being charged with two one, with two crimes one misdemeanor and one felony governor mark mike mike parson you can put that tweet up for me guys here's what he said of the state of missouri kim gardner's actions Action toward the McCloskeys is outrageous even worse the circuit attorney's office has admitted there is a backlog of cases and dozens of homicides that haven't been prosecuted yet. She is she has accelerated this case forward. Yeah, it's a Soros agenda. It's got nothing to do with Kim Gardner except she's a Soros acolyte. That's who she is. 
There he is. Open Society Foundations. There, he's contributing to Democratic Party campaigns by the hundreds, maybe by the thousands across the United States of America. Speaking of another galactic idiot and attorney, Minnesota State Attorney General Keith Ellison says, you know what? We don't need cops at rape scenes. Play the video for me. Anywhere. Um, Keith Ellison in Minnesota, uh, former congressman, um, an ongoing disaster. This is an actual clip. This is not the Onion or the Babylon Bee. It's not a satire site. It's not meant to be sarcastic. This is an actual clip of the attorney general of a major American state, Minnesota, saying how if you're raped, that cops should not respond. Folks, if you're saying to me that this can't possibly be true, you're clearly using hysteria here. Just listen to the cut. You'll probably have a different opinion on the other side of it. If you're a woman who's been a victim of a sexual assault and the assailant is ran away, wouldn't you rather talk to somebody who is trained in helping you deal with what you're dealing with as opposed to somebody whose main training is that they know how to use a firearm, right? Back to me. That's a main training? We qualify with our firearms at the sheriff's office that I worked at twice a year. That's our main training. You don't think we have a, we don't you don't think we have a lot of expertise in a lot of other areas, whether it's psychologically dealing with well, you there's bad cops, of course there's bad cops. There's bad neurosurgeons, there's bad psychiatrists, there's bad pastors, whatever. Most cops aren't. And you want to have a major felony crime scene and have no cops there? I wrote down a little list here. What are you going to do with evidence collection? Well, the rape kit's done at the hospital. Most of you didn't know that, right? Well, I knew that. You know why? Because I was a cop. The rape kit's done at the hospital. Correct. But you know what? There's other evidence at the scene. I don't want to be gross or graphic, but in a sexual assault, there is obviously lots of fluids involved and they don't all stay with the woman. There's evidence at the scene and you're going to have what? A government social worker come and talk to her? You're going to have a therapist come? You're not going to have the police? What's the matter with you, Ellison? This is, a, this is the state attorney general, the chief law enforcement officer in the state of Minnesota doesn't want police going to a crime scene. Not to mention, he runs off. Does that mean he's never coming back? Dumb, dumb, Ellison, you don't want to secure the scene. You don't want to protect the woman whose main training is in the use of firearms. Might want a gun there in case the rapist comes back, you idiot. Tom, you're a pastor. You shouldn't call people idiots. Listen, again, I say this every podcast. Jesus called people sons of hell, whitewashed tombs, and Satan and hypocrites. You got to call people what they are. He's a galactic, moronic fool. What about evidence collection? What about suspect interviews? What about witness interviews? Who's going to do it, Ellison? You can't be. How can you possibly function as a human being and be that dumb? How's it? How do you function? Incredible. Todd Starnes. The Associated Press says they will cap the Associated Press, the AP says they will capitalize the word black 
when, when used in the context of race, culture, race and culture, but they will not capitalize the word white. I'll just leave that one right there. On to the Redskins, of which I've been a fan, well, was a fan up till last week or the week before, whenever it all went to pot. 46 years since I was five years old, I've been a Redskin. I was raised in the Virginia, D.C. area. Redskin fan. It's over. <laughs> Again, I already canceled the NFL. I wasn't going to watch the Redskins this year anyway. But I usually would come back. You know, I, I took three years off the NFL before when they started the Kaepernick bullcrap kneeling. I took three years off the NFL. Well, I started watching it again last year. Now I've canceled my ticket. Now I've moved on. So here's the deal with the Redskins. <laughs> this is unbelievable. I, I just, I, I don't understand. I don't understand, but I'm going to read it to you. The former Washington Redskins football team managed to come up with a name that cannot possibly offend anybody for the 2020 season. You ready? They are the Washington football team. That's their official name for the 2020 NFL football season. Here they are, the Washington football team. The team formerly known, we sound like Prince right now. You sound like Prince. The artist formerly known as Prince. And everybody, remember how stupid we all thought that was? Well, lo and behold, the Redskins have found a way to Mount Everest top it by being even dumber. The team formerly known as the Redskins said in a statement that the name is for brand clarity and consistency purposes. The Redskins' name and logo will officially be retired by the start of the 2020 season. We encourage fans, nah, media and other parties to use Washington football team immediately, a statement said. No, thank you. I'm out. And everybody else, within the sound of my voice. Yeah, put that on there. That's good. There you go. Oh, my word. Is that official? Did you guys get that somewhere? Uh, that's official. That's, that's what they look like for the 2020 NFL season. The great institution that was the Washington Redskins, of which 9 of 10 polled. Native Americans have no problem with the name Redskins. And the name Redskins was given to the Washington football team from who? An Indian. One more time. An Indian. <laughs> The Washington Post reported that the team's new uniform will keep the burgundy and gold scheme, but the helmets will only feature the players' numbers. And I just want to say again, you know, some of you are like, ah, Tom, yeah, it's your team. You got it. They're coming for you. They just went for the Braves. So far, the Braves, the Atlanta Braves are holding out. Don't worry, Seminoles. They're coming for you too. My wife's high school just got renamed. She just found out today her high school name. That's gone. Redskins gone. Eskimo pie gone. Aunt Jemima gone. Gone with the wind gone. They're coming for you. All the statues. Columbus is an evil person. Abraham Lincoln. George Washington. Various Catholic statues. Various heroes of the race wars are now being torn down by Black Lives Matter. Other people are being targeted too. Tucker Carlson has been targeted. Listen to what happened to him. One more thing before we go tonight. Since this show began almost four years ago, I've really tried not to talk about myself on the air or even use the first person pronoun. 
the last thing this country needs is more narcissism. It's not very interesting anyway. People who use the word I a lot tend to bore everyone but themselves. But tonight we're going to make an exception to that rule. We don't have much choice. Last week, the New York Times began working on a story about where my family and I live. As a matter of journalism, there is no conceivable justification for a story like that. The paper is not alleging we've done anything wrong, and we haven't. We pay our taxes. We like our neighbors. We've never had a dispute with anyone. So why is the New York Times doing a story on the location of my family's house? Well, you know why. To hurt us. To injure my wife and kids so that I will shut up and stop disagreeing with them. They believe in force. We've learned that. Two years ago, a left-wing journalist publicized our home address in Washington. A group of screaming Antifa lunatics showed up while I was at work. They vandalized our home. They threatened my wife. She called 911 while hiding in a closet. A few weeks later, they showed up again at our house. For the next year, they sent letters to our home threatening to kill us. We tried to ignore it. It felt cowardly to sell our home and leave. We raised our kids there in the neighborhood, and we loved it. But in the end, that's what we did. We have four children. It just wasn't worth it. But the New York Times followed us. The paper has assigned a political activist called Murray Carpenter to write a story about where we are now. They've hired a photographer called Tristan Spinsky to take pictures. Their story about where we live is slated to run in the paper this week. Editors there know exactly what will happen to my family when it does run. I called them today and I told them, but they didn't care. They hate my politics. They want this show off the air. If one of my children gets hurt because of a story they wrote, they won't consider it collateral damage. They know it's the whole point of the exercise, to inflict pain on our family, to terrorize us, to control what we say. That's the kind of people they are. They'll deny this, of course. They'll claim it's just journalism, just the facts. Really? Right, so, how so I want to ask you something. When does this ever happen to somebody who's liberal in the media? If you're a Democrat tonight, I know you already hate me. I get that. But here's the thing I want you to have, Why don't you take a minute and be logical? I want you to think about when a conservative ever does this to a liberal ever. When was the last time you ever heard Sean Hannity, Tucker Carlson, Rush Limbaugh docs, a Democrat or a liberal media pundit ever. When, when have you ever seen Republicans tearing down statues. When, when, when have you ever seen conservatives burning their streets down? Do you ever ask yourself that question? One or two Democrats that will see this. Do you ever ask yourself that and ask yourself, am I really on the right side? And maybe you're a Gator fan. Do you ever wonder if I'm on the right side when my side is the one that tells me I'm not allowed to go like this anymore? That maybe it's a little odd. Does it ever cross your mind? Does it ever cross your mind that it's your team that's doxing Tucker Carlson for what? He's a conservative. What if that happened to you? He puts that out at the end. He's way nicer than me. What if it happened to you? Look what happened to Michelle Malkin. Dummy. Black lives matter. All right, back to me. 
So there she is. She's just doing her job. I want you to ask you again, Democrats, ask yourself, when was the last time you saw a group of conservatives go up and physically attack? Put that. Can you put that frozen image on there on the screen? Look at her face. When was the last time you ever saw a Republican slash conservative group? Put it back on me. That ever went up. When was the last time you saw it? That this has ever happened in the reverse. Where a group of wanton conservatives attack a liberal journalist. Did you hear the fear in her voice? Are you sure you're on the right side? My black brothers and sisters. The only people that have ever killed you are Democrats. They formed the Ku Klux Klan. They were the Confederacy. They stood against civil rights legislation when all the Republicans voted for it. And Margaret Sanger is a devout Democrat who said she wants to eradicate your population. And the person you probably voted for in the last presidential election in 2016, Hillary Clinton, was Margaret Sanger's acolyte. They butcher you by the millions. By the millions. In the womb. And you're still on their side? Why wouldn't you go for me? Well, because you're a racist. Wouldn't you want to be friends with the racist who wants you to live? And I'm not a racist. I don't care about skin color. Get this story. From the blaze, 723, the handgun Patricia McCloskey was armed with when a large group of protesters, the case we talked about earlier, they're being wrongfully prosecuted by a Soros acolyte. Group of protesters marched near her home on St. Louis was inoperable when, they see, when, when it was seized by the police. The St. Louis prosecutor ordered the crime lab to, dis, get, to get this now, a St. Louis prosecutor ordered the crime lab to dismantle the pistol and then reassemble it to make it functional. They had used it as a courtroom prop. They disabled the firing pin. It couldn't fire. The prosecutor then fixed it. Watch the video. Five on your side has learned the gun. Patricia McCloskey pointed at protesters did not work when police seized it until someone in the prosecutor's office apparently told the crime lab to fix the gun before the charges were filed. Our Casey Nolan sorts out the latest twists in the case. According to their attorney, one of the guns now seen around the world couldn't fire a shot when the McCloskeys confronted protesters outside their home. Patricia's pistol was a prop the couple had used in court, said their attorney when he turned it over to police. And according to a document from the investigation obtained by Five on Your Side, the pistol did not work when investigators first examined it. When the crime lab staff took the gun apart, according to this document, the gun was then reassembled correctly and it did work. Charging documents allege the gun was, quote, readily capable of lethal use. There you go. Bold face lie. Absolute bold face lie. They fixed it and then they said that it's operable for use. That's what, the, that's what Kim Gardner, Soros acolyte, did. The gun was turned in. The police say it was inoperable when the search warrant, which was, which is an atrocity in and of itself that any judge would have ever granted a search warrant on the McCloskey's house. How do you get a search warrant with no probable cause for any crime? But yet that's an atrocity in and of itself, which I'll sidestep for now. They turned in that gun, a little semi-automatic pistol. 
It was already disabled. The police said it was disabled. Let me read it to you. Prosecutors had the crime lab reassemble Patricia McCloskey's handgun. The crime lab test fired the handgun successfully. It was restored as a deadly weapon on Monday. It's disheartening to learn that a law enforcement agency altered evidence in order to prosecute an innocent member of the community. Attorney for the McCloskey, Joel Schwartz said. That's exactly what's happening. And it's George freaking Soros. Kim Gardner is owned by George Soros. Fact. He paid for 70% of her campaign. Todd Starr in 723 from today. DC orders three-year-olds to wear masks. So now everybody who's three and up in all of the District of Columbia will wear a mask. If your kid isn't wearing a mask, it's a potential $1,000 fine for mom and dad. Just another one. Minnesota, Keith Ellison's glorious state, just passed a universal mask law too. Woohoo! Lots of dum-dums out there. From Todd Starnes, a member of former Vice President Joe Biden's campaign staff shared a meme that urged people to stop calling the police pigs. Oh, that sounds nice, right? Because pigs are highly intelligent and empathetic animals who would never racially profile you. Fox News reports that Sarah Pearl, Sarah Pearl, Sarah Pearl, the campaign videographer, also retweeted a comment that said, while pigs are sweet, intelligent, and compassionate, police officers are monsters and don't deserve to be called pigs. She has since deleted the tweets. <laughs> My guy just found it. Oh, here we go. Nice. You're the best, Aaron. You are the best. There you go. Keep that thing. We'll keep that. Let's talk about Maxine Waters, shall we? Maxine Waters is under the impression that she can now oversee the police directly. Play the video. Okay. So she sees that a black man or woman, I don't know which, had been pulled over by the police, blocks, blocks the lane of traffic with her eighty to $100,000 vehicle that she's making $147,000 a year salary, allegedly, but has steered umpteen millions to her daughter. But that's another story I'll sidestep for now. But she feels like she can just stop in a lane of traffic, walk up to a, to a traffic stop, which let me just give everybody advice. Again, cop 25 years in a day, 1992 to 2017, you don't walk up to people's traffic stops. But that's what's happening in our culture right now. You do enough defund the police talk, you empower galactic totalitarian fools, corrupt People like Maxine Waters to waltz about the streets doing whatever they feel like they want to do. Maryland County Police Chief, this from the Gateway Pundit, resigns citing reforms. He's resigning. He's done. I will not be a part of a movement that endangers law enforcement. Anna Roundell, County Police Chief, Timothy Altemeyer announced this week he is retiring after two decades with the department, citing dangerous reform. I cannot, however, endorse a future in which cops' rights are stripped away and your officers are treated like criminals. There is old Maxine Waters waltzing out in the middle of traffic to go up and question officers. What has she ever done in her entire 
freaking life. Nothing. She's done nothing. What has she passed? Name, name vital, important legislation that has Maxine Waters' name on it. She does nothing. You got the other video you had for me, buddy? Play that bad boy. There's what she does right here. Anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. She's talking about Trump staff here. There she is. When you talk about defunding the police, police chief says, I'm done. Because you're criminalizing police officers doing what they've trained to do. What, what society is depending on them doing. They're all, you know, the, the, the shooting in Atlanta. Well, they should, should have just sent, uh, you know, social workers to a DUI scene. Social workers to a DUI scene? So you just let them drive off if the guy doesn't want to be socialized? You let him drive off and mow over a wife and kids? Huh? Is that what you do? How can people... Democrats, how can you be like this? How can, how can you be so devoid of logic? Speaking of Democrat, if you're interested in the Second Amendment and your guns, listen to what Biden will bring to your doorstep. Your guns aren't yours anymore if Biden's president. Are you, in fact, in favor of gun confiscation? Yes, when it comes to AR-15s. I'm gonna guarantee you this is not last year's seat of this guy. You're gonna take care of the gun problem with me. That's right, Joe's gonna go to sleep and put Beto in charge of guns. There goes your rifle. Beto's there you go, back to me. There you go, Beto O'Rourke and his AR-15 czar will be at your doorstep. Turn him over. You know, I got a three-letter word. I got a three-letter response to him, too. Ready? Here it comes. Nah. Not going to happen. From the blaze, 721. I got to be riding this thing down. <laughs> you guys want me to keep going? Throw it on her. I'll keep going. Let me say hey to a couple of you guys on here. Hey, Keith. Hey, Barbara. Hey, Brian. Amos. That's a cool name. Hey, Deborah. Hey, John. John F. Bless you. Hey, Cheryl, from town here. Love you. God bless you. Come back to church. Hey, Mark. Hey, John. One of my top watchers. Love you, brother. God bless you. Thank you for always being there. Bless you guys. Hey, Mike from Jacksonville. Love you, brother. Former church member. Love you. God bless you. Hey, Richard. It's hard for me to... I don't want to say your full names, guys. There's a lot of common names here. Hey, Cindy. Hey, Petrina. God bless you. Hey, Johnny. Hey, Gary. God bless you guys. Just thank you so much for watching. I really do appreciate it, guys. I love you. From the Blaze 721, the teachers union in North Carolina, case everybody again, it's all about the kids. It's all about protecting people from COVID. Let's look. The teachers union, a teachers union in North Carolina has introduced a list of demands that need to be met before schools can reopen. The Durham Association of Educators is calling for sweeping social programs such as universal health care. What's that got to do with COVID? Nothing. Welfare benefits for illegal immigrants. What's that got to do with COVID? Nothing. And a suspension of rents and mortgages. They're not, they want the schools shut down until there's free rent, free mortgages, universal health care for illegal immigrants. The DAA, which is the, the DAE says, and that's their union, says schools cannot reopen until COVID-19 transmission rates are much lower than they are now. And the union instructs 
asked Governor Roy Cooper, who's a galactic idiot, to completely shut down North Carolina. The DAE isn't the only teachers union. Get this now. It's all about the kids. It's all about the kids. Protect the kids. Right where I live right here, they just did a mass mandate on Charlotte County Schools. Galactically stupid move with absolutely nothing to do with science. I thought you guys were the science party on the Democratic side. Kids are not a vector of COVID-19. Kids rarely, if ever, transmit COVID-19. So why not open up every school? Well, there's teachers there. Most teachers, first of all, are not 78. They're usually retired by then. The DAE isn't, isn't the only teachers union to use the coronavirus shutdown to push overtly progressive policies. They're all using this. The Democratic Party is using this to run Trump out of office. That's what they're doing. Trump, stop complying. Stop putting out things about wearing masks and that you're a proponent of masks. Tell your wife to stop and you stop. Go 180 degrees Jesus-style repentance away from your attorney general, away from Fauci, away from Pelosi. Go exactly the opposite way. Whatever It's like George Costanza. Remember when he found his new religion on Seinfeld where he said every decision he's ever made was wrong, so the opposite decision must be right? Remember? That's what you should do whenever you see a Democrat, whatever it is they're doing, Republican virtue signaling mask wearer, do the opposite because they have a different agenda. The 35,000 member United Teachers Los Angeles unit demanded the defunding of the police, the end of charter schools, and financial support for undocumented uh, students and their families. The New Jersey Education Association has proposed strict a strict reopening plan that involves weekly COVID-19 tests. Weekly! Weekly! Jamming a needle in your kid's arm. Or, I mean, not jamming a needle in their arm, swabbing them. And you got to stick that thing like way the crap down there, too. Now, for all students, the social distancing of six feet at all times and door-to-door -door mandatory masks. Oh, it's all about the kids. Yeah, the kids that survive your Democratic Party abortions. All right, this is the last one of the night right here. From the Washington Free Beacon. Stay with me now. Don't pop off just because we're about to pray. Don't pop off. We're only going to be on for another 60 seconds or so. Don't pop off. We got to pray together. We got to agree. Everybody knows Matthew chapter 18, right? If two or Matthew chapter 18, verse 19 and 20. Again, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. We've got to agree. We've got to pray over. If my people are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face. That's what we're going to do after this last story. Washington Free Beacon. Michigan school fires popular teacher for saying Trump is our president. That's a fact. He told the Washington Free Beacon, the Walled Lake Western principal and district superintendent gave him an ultimatum, be fired or resign. That's all there is to the story. He put on a tweet, Trump is our president. Former for other teachers have put things like this. Other Walled Lake teachers have expressed their political views without any repercussions. Paula Lowe, a, new, a now retired Walled Lake Western teacher, encouraged students to read an article from the Atlanta. Encouraged students. That's not what this teacher did. You can put his picture up. That's great. 
There he is. He's gone. He's fired. He's canceled. He's done. He's been red-skinned. She put to her, he didn't do this to students. This teacher did this to students. Encouraged students to read an article from the Atlantic about how to beat Trump. He didn't do anything like that, but he gone. Why? Because he's a repub. While still employed, Nick Nicole Estes, a kindergarten teacher in the district, called Trump a sociopath and a narcissist on Facebook in 2016 and is still employed at Keith Elementary School. That's where we're at. Now, again, after all of that, you have the Bible, Christian. You have the sword of the spirit, the Bible, the word of God. You have the Holy Spirit. You have the power of God. COVID is nothing to you. No sickness, illness, disease, infirmity, or lack has anything to do with you as long as you don't want it to. You know, Jesus in, in Luke chapter 9 and in Luke chapter 10 gave believers all authority over demons and sicknesses. You have it all. You have it all. From whom much is given, Luke 12, 48, much is demanded. You and I need to now stand up in 1 Timothy 6, 12, fight the good fight of faith. Amen? That's what we're called to do. Pray with me. Let's war together for our country lord we lift it up to you for donald trump first we lift him up we love our president we support our president and i pray for him lord that he would turn from those that are whispering in his ear that are giving him wrong words of alleged quote unquote wisdom lord give him the wisdom to see that what they are speaking is not true lord raise him up He's been a defender of the church since he's been president. Make him even more so. And Lord, for the church, I pray for my brothers and sisters, even those that don't like me, even those that don't like what I say and the, the views that I espouse. Lord, I pray that the real Christians would rise to the surface. Let your light, let our light so shine before men that they may see our good works and glorify you, Lord, our Father in heaven. Strengthen us, renew us, Lord. Encourage us, Lord. Strengthen us. Give us your power. We receive it. Give us your courage. And we stand in your faith, Lord. We love you. It's in Jesus' mighty name. Everybody shouts amen and amen. I love you guys. I really do. Thank you so much. I really do. I love you. I love you. Turn to the word of God. Turn to Jesus. Be encouraged. Nothing's going to touch you. Bind it in Jesus' name and loose power in Jesus' name. God bless you. Happy Thursday. Mm -hmm.